Hi, I'm Masood Mubahidi and you are listening to Masood Mubahidi Yoga Podcast. In recent years, I've seen lots of tension among the people and especially with those who practice yoga or even meditation. I feel this is because in my courses while I teach I observe different pressure on students, both physically and mentally. I think one reason can be lack of understanding that how the tension has to be reduced in practice or even in daily life. Here we want to see if there is any solution for relaxing and then gaining control over our monkey mind. By controlling our mind, we will be able to control our way of living and probably our beliefs, which right now they control us. We will begin our journey with the subject that it can change our life and that is Tantra. The world of Vijayan Bhairav Tantra is not intellectual, is not philosophical. Doctrine is meaningless to it. It is concerned with method, with technique, not with principles at all. The word Tantra means technique, the method, the path. So it is not philosophical, note this. It is not concerned with intellectual problems and inquiries. It is not concerned with the why of things. It is concerned with how. Not with what is truth, but how the truth can be attained. Tantra means technique. So this treatise, it is a scientific one. Science is not concerned with why. Science is concerned with how. That is the basic difference between philosophy and science. Philosophy asks why this existence. Science asks how this existence. The moment you ask the question how, method, technique become important. Theories become meaningless. Experience becomes the center. Tantra is science. Tantra is not philosophy. To understand philosophy is easy because only your intellect is required. If you can understand language, if you can understand concept, you can understand philosophy. You need not change. You require no transformation. As you are, you can understand philosophy, but not Tantra. You will need a change, rather a mutation. Unless you are different, Tantra cannot be understood because Tantra is not a receptive, ready, vulnerable to experience. It is not going to come to you. Philosophy is concerned with the mind. Your head is enough. Your totality is not required. Tantra needs your in totality. It is a deeper challenge. You will have to be in holy. It is not fragmentary. A different approach, a different attitude, a different mind to receive it, it requires. Tantra starts with questions. Any question can be tackled in two ways, philosophically or totally, 
intellectually or existentially. For example, if someone asks, what is love? You can tackle it intellectually. You can discuss, you can propose theories, you can argue for a particular hypothesis. You can create a system, a doctrine, and you may not have known love at all. To create a doctrine, experience is not needed. On the contrary, the less you know, the better, because then you can propose a system unhesitatingly. Only a blind man can easily define what light is. When you do not know, you are bold. Ignorance is always bold. Knowledge hesitates. And the more you know, the more you feel that the ground underneath is dissolving. The more you know, the more you feel how ignorant you are. And those who are really wise, they become ignorant. They become as simple as children or as simple as idiots. The less you know, the better. To be philosophical, to be dogmatic, to be doctrine, this is easy. To tackle a problem intellectually is very easy. But to tackle a problem existentially, not just to think about it, but to live it through, to go through it, to allow yourself to be transformed through it, is difficult. That is, to know loved one will have to be in love. That is dangerous, because you will not remain the same. The experience is going to change you. The moment you enter love, you enter a different person. And when you come out, you will not be able to recognize your old face. It will not belong to you. A discontinuity will have happened. Now there is a gap. The old man is dead and the new man has come. That is what is known as rebirth. Being twice born. Tantra is non-philosophical and existential. For Tantra, doing is knowing, and there is no other knowing. Unless you do something, unless you change, unless you have a different perspective to look at, to look with, unless you move in an altogether different dimension than the intellect, there is no answer. Answers can be given. They are all lies. All philosophies are lies. You can ask a question and philosophy gives you an answer. It satisfies you or doesn't satisfy you. If it satisfies you, you become a convert to the philosophy. But you remain the same. If it doesn't satisfy you, you go on searching for some other philosophy to be converted to. But you remain the same. You are not touched at all. You are not changed. Tantra is not concerned with your clothes. Tantra is concerned with you. If you ask a question, it shows where you are. It shows also that wherever you are, you cannot see. That is why there is the question. A blind man asks, what is light? And philosophy will start answering, what is light? Tantra will know only this. If a man is asking what is light, it shows only that he is blind. Tantra will start operating on the man.
changing the man so that he can see. Tantra will not say what is light. Tantra will tell how to attain insight, how to attain seeing, how to attain vision. When the vision is there, the answer will be there. Tantra will not give you the answer. Tantra will give you the technique to attain the answer. Now, this answer is not going to be intellectual. If you say something about light to a blind man, this is intellectual. If the blind man himself becomes capable of seeing, this is existential. All the Tantra treatise starts that why. Why this method? It is very significant. It is not a dialogue between a teacher and a disciple. It is a dialogue between two lovers. And Tantra signifies through it a very meaningful thing. That the deeper teachings cannot be given unless there is love between the two, the disciple and the master. The disciple and master must become deep lovers. Only then can the higher, the beyond be expressed. So it is a language of love. The disciple must be in an attitude of love. But not only this, because friends can be lovers. Tantra says a disciple moves as receptivity. So the disciple must be in a feminine receptivity. Only then is something possible. You need not be a woman to be a disciple. But you need to be in a feminine attitude of receptivity. Why this emphasis on the feminine attitude? Man and woman are not only physically different. They are psychologically different. Sex is not only a difference in the body. It is a difference in psychologists also. A feminine mind means receptivity, total receptivity, surrender, love. A disciple needs a feminine psychology. Otherwise, he will not be able to learn. You can ask, but if you are not open, then you cannot be answered. You can ask a question and still remain closed. Then the answer cannot penetrate you. Your doors are closed. You are dead. You are not open. A feminine receptivity means a womb-like receptivity in the inner depth so that you can receive. And not only that, much more is implied. A woman is not only receiving something. The moment she receives it, it becomes a part of her body. A child is received. A woman conceives. The moment there is conception, the child has become part of the feminine body. It is not alien. It is not foreign. It has been absorbed. Now the child will live not as something added to the mother, but just as a part, just as the mother. And the child is not only received, the feminine body becomes creative. The child begins to grow. A disciple needs a womb-like receptivity. Whatsoever is received is not to be gathered as a dead knowledge. It must grow in you. It must, be it must become blood and bones in you. It must become a part. It must grow. This growth will change you, will transform you, 
the receiver. That is why Tantra uses this device. Unless a disciple becomes the other half of the master, it is impossible to convey the higher teachings, the esoteric methods. When you become one, then there is no doubt. When you are one with the master, so totally one, so deeply one, there is no argument, no logic, no reason. One simply absorbs. One becomes a womb. And then the teaching begins to grow in you and change you. That is why Tantra is written in love language. Something must also be understood about love language. There are two types of language. Logical language and love language. There are basic differences between the two. Logical language is aggressive, argumentative, violent. If I use logical language, I become aggressive upon your mind. I try to convince you, to convert you, to make you a puppet of you. My argument is right and you are wrong. Logical language is egocentric. I am right and you are wrong. So I must prove that I am right and you are wrong. I am not concerned with you. I am concerned with my ego. My ego is always right. Love language is totally different. I am not concerned with my ego. I am concerned with you. I am not concerned to prove something, to strengthen my ego. I am concerned to help you. It is a compassion to help you to grow, to help you to transform, to help you to be reborn. Secondly, logic will always be intellectual. Concepts and principles will be significant. Arguments will be significant. With love language, what is said is not so significant. Rather, it is the way it is said. The container, the word is not important. The content, the message is more important. It is a heart-to-heart -heart talk, not a mind-to-mind -mind discussion. It is not a debate. It is a communion. Why this emphasis on love, love language? Because if you are in love with the, your master, then the whole story changes. It becomes different. Then you are not hearing his words. Then you are drinking him. The words are irrelevant. The silence between the words becomes more significant. What is He's saying may be meaningful or it may not be meaningful. But it is his eyes, his gesture, his compassion, his love. That is why Tantra has a fixed device, a structure. No argument is going to be there. No wastage of words. There are very simple statements of fact. Telegraphic messages with no view to convince but just to relate. First your closeness has to be broken. Then he will have to be aggressive. Then your prejudice. Then your preconceptions have to be destroyed. Unless you are cleared completely of your past, nothing can be given to you. Remember, when you are deeply in love, your mind ceases to be. There is no past. Only the present moment becomes everything.
when you are in love, the present is the only time. The now is all, no past, no future. There is no defense, nothing to be cleared, nothing to be destroyed. The ground is ready, only a seed has to be dropped. The ground is not only ready, but welcoming, receptive, asking to be impregnated. The very words Vijayan Bhairav Tantra means the technique of going beyond consciousness. Vijayan means consciousness. Bhairav means the state which is beyond consciousness. And Tantra means the method. The method of going beyond consciousness. This is the supreme doctrine without any doctrine. We are unconscious. So all the religious teachings are concerned with how to go beyond unconsciousness, how to be conscious. For example, Sadhguru, Zen, they are all concerned with how to create more consciousness because we are unconscious. So how to be more aware, alert. From unconsciousness, how to move toward consciousness. But Tantra says, this is a duality, unconscious and conscious. If you move from unconsciousness to consciousness, you are moving from one duality to another. Move beyond both. Unless you move beyond both, you can never reach the ultimate. So be neither the unconscious nor the conscious. Just go beyond. Just be. Be neither the conscious nor the unconscious just be this is going beyond yoga going beyond zen going beyond all teachings vijyan means consciousness and bhairav is a scientific term a tantra term for one who has gone beyond those who have gone beyond the dualities in our experience only love can give a glimpse that is why love becomes the very basic device to impart tantric wisdom. In our experience, we can say that only love is something which goes beyond duality. When two persons are in love, the deeper they move into it, the less and less they are two. The more and more they become one. And a point comes and a peak is reached when only apparently they are two, inwardly they are one, the duality is transcendent. That is why there is so much hankering after sex. The real hankering is after oneness, but that oneness is not sexual. In sex, two bodies have only a deceptive feeling of becoming one, but they are not one. They are only joined together. But for a single moment, two bodies forget themselves in each other. And a certain physical oneness is felt. This hankering is not bad. But to stop at it is dangerous. This hankering shows a deeper urge to feel oneness. In love, on a higher plane, the inner one moves, merges into the other. And there is a feeling of oneness. Duality dissolves. 
only in this non-dual love can we have a glimpse of what is the state of Bhairava. We may say that the state of Bhairava is absolute love with no coming back. From the peak of love, there is no falling back. It is remaining on the peak. In love, this holy pilgrimage happens. But not for all, because almost no one moves beyond sex. So we go on living in a valley, the dark valley. Sometimes someone moves to the peak of love, but then he falls back because it is so dizzying, it is so high, and you are so low, and it is so difficult to live there. Those who have loved, they know how difficult it is to be constantly in love. One has to come back again and again. A Bhairabha lives in love. That is his abode. When I say that is his abode, I mean now he is not even aware of love. Because if you live on Kailash, a mountain, you will not be aware that this is Kailash, this is a peak. The peak becomes a plane. The state of Bhairabha means that one has become love not loving one has become love one lives on the peak the peak has become his abode how to make this highest peak possible beyond duality beyond unconsciousness beyond consciousness beyond the body and beyond the soul beyond the world and beyond the so-called moksha liberation how to reach this peak the technique is tantra but Tantra is pure technique, so it is going to be difficult to understand. When you are in love, the body of the beloved falls away, disappears. The form is no more and the formless is revealed. You are facing an abyss. That is why we are so afraid of love. We can face a body. We can face a face. We can face a form. But we are scared to face an abyss. If you love someone, if you really love, his body is bound to disappear. In some moments of climax, of peak, the form will dissolve. And through the beloved, you will enter the formless. That is why we are afraid. It is falling into a bottomless abyss. When questions arise, they become different according to the mind in which they are asked. So create the situation. The mileo of question in your mind. When love reaches its peak, the lover disappears. Why does this happen? This happens because really everyone is formless. You are not a body. You move as a body. You live as a body but you are not a body. When we see someone from the outside, he is a body, love penetrates within. Then we are not seeing the person from the outside. Love can see a person as the person can see himself from within. Then the form disappears. A Zen monk attained his enlightenment. And the first thing he asked was, where is my body? Where has my body gone? 
and he began to search. He called his disciples and said, Go and find out where my body is. I have lost my body. He had entered the formless. You are also a formless existence, but you know yourself not directly, but from others' eyes. You know through the mirror. Sometimes while looking in the mirror, close your eyes and then think, meditate. If there was no mirror, how could you have known your face? If there was no mirror, how would it be no face? You do not have a face. Mirrors give you faces. Think of a world where there are no mirrors. You are alone. No mirror at all. Not even others' eyes working as mirrors. You are alone on a lonely island. Nothing can mirror you. Then will you have any face? Or will you have any body? You cannot have one. You do not have one at all. We know ourselves only through others. And the others can only know the outer form. That is why we become identified with it. After each episode, at the end, we will have a technique. So here, because we have started our... Um, journey with the Tantra, so we will have the Tantric meditation techniques. So the first technique is watch the gap between two breaths. Before the breath is turning in or turning out, there is a moment when you are not breathing. In that moment, the happening is possible, because when you are not breathing, you are not in the world. Understand this. When you are not breathing, you are dead. You are still, but dead. But the moment is of such short duration that you never observe it. For Tantra, each outgoing breath is a death and each new breath is a rebirth. The gap between the two is of a very short duration, but keen sincere observation and attention will make you feel the gap if you can feel the gap then nothing else is needed you are blessed you have known the thing has happened you are not to train the breath leave it just as it is why such a simple technique it looks so simple. Such a simple technique to know the truth. To know the truth means to know that which is neither born nor dies. To know that eternal element which is always. You can know the breath going out. You can know the breath going in. But you never know the gap between the two. So how to do this? First, become aware of the breath coming in. Watch it. Forget everything. Just watch breath coming in, the very passage. When the breath touches your nostrils, feel it there. Then let the breath move in. Move with the breath fully consciously. 
when you are going down, down, down with the breath, do not miss the breath. Do not go ahead and do not follow behind. Just go with it. Remember this. Do not go ahead. Do not follow it like a shadow. Be simultaneous with it. This is the end of the first episode. You can listen to the whole podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, and Telegram. Follow us on this application for more subjects. Each week on Fridays, another new episode.